This is our second session now on 1 Thessalonians 3, 11-13. This benediction, remember this bi-directional, a direction towards God, a direction towards man, form of speech. And may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. So he's appealing to God and the Lord to do it, but he's addressing them. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. So our focus is verse 12 this time. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. And you remember I suggested last time that the immediately preceding context in verse 10 of chapter 3 was his prayer for them that he would see them face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. May we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. And I suggested in previous sessions that what was lacking was not so much a deficiency as a superabundance, because they already are loving each other. When he says, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another, he's not criticizing a deficiency. You can see that in chapter 4. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. In other words, my letter is not coming to you uh, as a rebuke for your deficiency. I think that's what that means. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another, for that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, do this more and more. So I think that's the idea of what may be lacking in your faith is faith to press on and increase and abound by trusting God for a superabundance of love for one another and for all. So, Father, as we spend a few more minutes on this, would you grant that the effect of seeing how Paul beseeches you to produce love in them would have the same effect on us? That's what I want for myself and for all those who are with me now. In Jesus' name, amen. So, what is this love? What is it? We have two pointers. He says, I want you to love one another and all as we do for you, have love for you. And if we go back and see what does that look like, it looks like this, chapter 2, verse 8. So being affectionately desirous of you, that's what it looks like, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel, but of God, but also our own selves, because you became very dear, beloved to us. 
So the first thing we can say about the love that he wants them to have is that it's not just deeds of kindness. We'll see it includes that, but it's affectionate desire and becoming dear to each other. So when he says, as we do for you, he wants them to love one another that way. And here's another pointer. In chapter 5, this, this exact phrase, one another and for all, for one another and for all, occurs right here. Chapter 5, verse 15. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good. Now, there's the doing. It's not just affection. It's doing, and it's not just doing. It's affection. Do good to one another and to all. That's the very phrase that we have back here in for one another and for all. So it's for believers and it's for unbelievers. And no doubt the affections will be unique for believers and the deeds, but there's no getting around the fact that Paul wants us to love all people, and not just with a begrudging kind of, well, I hate these people, but I have to do them some good, because God says, do good to all men, so I guess I'll do good while my heart is really full of animosity toward them. That's not the goal. The goal is that our hearts have affectionate yearning for unbelievers, just like we do for believers, only for believers it's intensified by their being our brothers and sisters. So that's two pointers for what it means here when he says, make, make the Lord in, cause you to increase and abound in love, affection, love, and practical deeds of kindness. Now, one more thing to focus on. It is the Lord particularly the Lord Jesus in this case, but not exclusively. The Spirit is involved, the Father is involved, but here he's focusing on the Lord. May the Lord Jesus make you increase. These are causative verbs, right? He wants the Lord, he's asking the Lord to cause something to happen. That's what prayer is, right? We ask God to do something. We don't just say God suggests something. We want God to do something. In this case, we want God to so act that the Thessalonians really increase and really abound in love. This will be the work of the Lord. Now, we've got to be good with that. We've got to be desperately dependent on that. We can't say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What about my free will? <laughs> no, we recognize if I'm left to my free will, I will not love people with the love of Christ. I will not be able to love my enemies. I won't be able to love cantankerous fellow believers. I've got to have a miracle from the Lord happen in my heart in order to make me increase and abound in love. That's sure my experience. And so I'm not protesting here at all that my autonomy might be infringed upon by this prayer. I want it to be infringed upon. Conquer me, break me, knock everything in me down, overcome every obstacle in my stubborn 
will and heart to make me increase and abound in love. That's the way he's praying, and we should be thrilled at that prospect. Oh my goodness, just think of the people that you love who are unbelievers. What what do you want to happen? You want the Lord to cause them to increase and abound, or in their case, to begin to abound in love for one another. Now, if that's the case, we should see that in a few other places. Let's just point out a few real quick. Here's 2 Thessalonians 1.3. We ought always to give thanks to God for what? Why would we thank God? Because he's done something. What has he done? We thank God for you as is right because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you is increasing. In other words, God is doing it when he writes 2 Thessalonians. He's doing this. Here he's praying it, and here he's doing it. And when God does it, he thanks God. He doesn't thank the Thessalonians that they've become loving people. He thanks God. And if if I succeed in loving anybody, I'm on my knees at the end of the day saying, Thank you for conquering my selfishness. Or here it is in Philippians 1. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. Your love may abound more and more, just like he prayed for the Thessalonians. He's praying it for the Philippians more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So if you have love with knowledge and discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, that's the next step, and so be pure and blameless, that's the next step at the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The reason God gets the praise is that it comes through Jesus Christ, and God himself is answering Paul's prayer that love would abound, excellence would be approved, Purity and blamelessness would rise. It would be found at the day of Christ as the fruit of righteousness, all of it through Jesus Christ. So God gets the praise through Jesus Christ. This is all about God's decisive causality in our love abounding and in our excellent approving and in our purity and our blamelessness and our fruit, all of it is to the glory and praise of God because he was the decisive worker. It is, after all, the fruit of the Spirit, is it not? The fruit of the Spirit is love. So when he prays for love to increase and abound and says, Lord, do it, the Lord is doing it through the Spirit. And if you ask, well, how does that fit together with my action? Because I'm the one who loving, who's loving, aren't I? Yes, you are. And here's the way Paul puts it together. Work out your own salvation. So you do this. This is a command to our action, our willing. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because God is the one who is at work in you, who works in you, the willing and the working for his good pleasure. So I would say um, God does or causes the miracle of love in us, and we 
act the miracle. We act the miracle, God does or causes the miracle. So that's what Paul is praying for back here in chapter 312. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. It's the decisive work of the Lord conquering our selfish hearts and getting glory for his own power while we act the miracle of love.